to the Jarrett Stidham era. Mm. How long is it going to last? What does this mean for George Payton, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and Jarrett Stidham? We are going to break it down on the DMVR Broncos podcast where we've got Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis. And just like Jarrett Stidham was elevated, we elevated Ryan Konensberg yes. for today's pod. Backup quarterback is a, just a pretty good role for me. Isn't <laughs> it like the most popular person in town? I have yeah. always, well, yes, most popular person in town. <laughs> yeah. People always say like that's the dream job. I don't think anyone wants to not play. Mm, that's what Jared said yesterday. But what if you're just not good? Well, if you're not good and you somehow have a job getting paid uh-huh. millions of dollars, <laughs> right. that's a good gig. That's a good gig. But still, gig. you're probably a competitor that wants to play. That's true. Todd, what do you think, being in the locker room, what's the best job on an NFL roster? Uh, backup quarterback, <laughs> for sure. They're usually the happiest, uh, don't have any injuries, yep. pretty calm, um, and if you always do have to really step good in, at golf. Yeah, always good at golf. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's not a lot of pressure. Like, when you're, you know, right. have to step in, if you play bad and we were already playing bad, really not a big deal. Yep. If we were playing good and you play bad, oh, well, you're just a backup anyway. Like, yep. we'll wait till the starter gets back. <laughs> it's not much pressure as a backup quarterback. And uh, maybe some people can make the case for, like, long snapper. But the difference is, once you're about to get paid as a long snapper, (laughs) they just cut you, and then you lose your job. And so your lifespan's probably, well, your career lifespan's probably like two to four years or something. Mm -hmm. We're backup quarterback. You look at some of these guys who, even if they're bad, they can be in the league for 10 years. Yeah, and then, of course, as a long snapper, you're making league minimum. Right. And a backup quarterback (laughs) is making five to 10 a year. And if you make one mistake ever, you're probably getting cut. (laughs) Uh, For sure. It's so true. For sure. It's so true. And don't do any uh, shenanigans. Uh, on planes or anything either. (laughs) 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 Enough said there. Um, Well, you mentioned that uh, backup quarterbacks will get to play sometimes when the starter's benched, and that, according to Sean Payton, is the reason why the Broncos made this decision to bench Russell Wilson. We know about all the financials. We know Mm -hmm. about the injury guarantees that were were there. We're not listening to Sean Payton, are we? Well, let's let's listen to him. You hear dial-up clip three because he actually doesn't ignore the financials, and I think that's something that's uh, not getting enough attention right now. So, Sean, tell us why Jared Sims is a starter. So you know we made a change at quarterback, um, and I understand all the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. Um, and I can tell you, look, we're, we're desperately trying to win. And um, sure, in our, in our game today, there are economics and all those other things, but the number one push behind this, and, and it's a decision I'm making, is to you know, get a spark offensively. Um, obviously, it's difficult, and um, you know, all of us feel like Man, we didn't do well enough. But uh, you know, one of the things we saw when we signed Stidham 
in, in the offseason was not only film from preseason games, but regular season games. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I'm anxious to see play. And if I didn't feel like um, he gave us the chance to win, we wouldn't be making that move. Okay, so Sean said the number one push behind this, and it's a decision I'm making, is to get a spark offensively. Mm. And then he did acknowledge, sure, in our game today, there are economics and those those things involved. Yeah, but he's lying about the whole number one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, like coaches and players and everyone who's on the podium lies all the time. Um, but, you know, that's a legal protection they know that this is going to get really messy of course sean payton has to say winning is the first goal they also probably knew that russ's team was going to leak out this report today mm -hmm. which is probably true uh or yesterday uh that the broncos told russ if you don't waive your injury guarantees we're going to bench you which russ is absolutely within his right to say no and the broncos honestly didn't have to go to him with that um but I don't have as much of a problem with it, with it as everyone else. They basically, in my opinion, went and said, hey, look, um, we're probably going to go in another direction next year. Be because you have these injury guarantees, we're probably going to have to bench you if we're eliminated from the playoffs. And if you want to keep playing, you could waive those guarantees. And if not, that's fine, too. Maybe I'm padding it more than they did. But Russ says no. They say, okay. They bench him. This is not some like big like conspiracy of the Broncos trying to steal money from Russ or anything like that. It's just mm -hmm. like that's business. And so that was number one. That is number one. The the business part of this is number one. The Broncos, now that they're eliminated from the playoffs, cannot afford to have Russell Wilson tear his ACL and owe him all of the money next year while he's not playing either. Whereas if they just cut him after this season when he's healthy, they save what, $37 million? Yep. So that's number one. Number two is probably that Sean Payton doesn't like Russell Wilson and thinks that Jared Stidham can probably keep his offense more in within the confines of his offense. So let's stick with number one really quick. Sean <laughs> was then pressed about that and said, what would you say to people that say number one reason why is because of the finances? And he said, well, why not bench him two weeks ago or three weeks ago or four weeks ago? Because they had a real chance of making the playoffs then and Russ was playing pretty well. Mm. Now they have, what, 4% chance of making the playoffs? Yes, 5-6. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think Sean Payton is one of those coaches who's, like, lying to himself about the situation. He's like, okay, we're out of the playoffs. And now we have to start making moves about next year. So, Ryan, I actually fully agree with you that the Broncos are well within their right to go to Russ and say, do you want to waive your injury guarantees? And then they can threaten if they want and say, we're going to bench you if you don't because we're going to protect ourselves moving forward. <laughs> but then at the exact same time, Russ is 100% in his in right control to say, F you, no way am I waiving these injury guarantees because I don't want to go out there and play if I'm not going to be guaranteed. You guys signed this contract. And yeah. you know what Sean said? Yeah, the stupid organization signed yeah. into this contract. I want to get out of this. Will you waive it? So... I honestly, there's so much outrage yeah. by fans saying, man, the Broncos are now just a scummy organization. This is such a bad look for them. I'm so embarrassed to be a Broncos fan. There's a lot of that out there on the internet right now. And I understand where, where people are coming from, but this is just the business. And Todd, I'm very curious if you see it as just a business or, or if you're taking Russ's side here, which I understand if you do. You know, I think it's always funny when 
the business of football is brought up because only the organization can do the business side of things. Players can't take into account when they are in a deal, or let's say you outplay your contract, you can't go say, hey, you know, I'm actually doing a lot better than you guys thought I was. I want another two million to finish you, the season. You can. <laughs> no, you would be you would be blackballed so quickly and thrown off the team. Like I feel like he has the right to say, like, I don't want to negotiate or change, you know, uh within my contract. So I mean, you guys can either eat it or you can let me play. And I think if I was a player, I would make the same decision. Like, no, I'm not changing anything. And you guys already know I'm not gonna be here next year. I don't want to get hurt either. Right. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice myself for you. So do you have an issue with the Broncos asking him to waive those injury guarantees and at the same time threatening in a sense of if you don't, we're gonna bench you? Yeah, I don't like when organizations do things like that. Or like pull a guy right before he gets his uh mark to hit his incentives. Like we all have Agreed. seen that happen. Yeah, yeah. I think that you signed the contract just like I did. I'm showing up here to do my job. You guys should uphold your end of it and let me play to finish up the contract instead of, like, you know, taking all these precautions that I can't take for myself. I think that everybody signed the contract. Let's finish it out. Yeah, to I, I totally understand that. Now, there's one more part of this. The timing is really rough. Mm -hmm. The Broncos came to Russ right after he beat the Chiefs for the first time and snapped that awful streak that they had going. And that's really bad timing, maybe a way to week. But the reason why they did that, and this is me speculating here, is because that was right before the bye week. And uh -huh. if you're going to do these business type of things, that's a week to do it. So I think the Broncos internally had these discussions before the Chiefs game. They probably didn't think they were going to beat the Chiefs yep. uh -huh. and then said, okay, this is how we're going to move forward. We're going to be two and <coughs> six at this moment in time we're definitely looking toward the future um and uh, that's they had that conversation before that was the plan they beat the chiefs unexpectedly they still went forward with that yeah and do you think it's any coincidence that russ played some of his best football right after that mm, kind of an f you yeah well he's just like i'll show you because now i'm auditioning <laughs> for my next team yeah yeah um yeah. really quick i do feel like it has become more common for players to to hold out for more money while they're under contract uh, and I support that. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm always in the middle on these things. Um, someone, you know, because I tweeted about what I was saying earlier about how like the Broncos went to him. He was in his right to say no. They were in his right. They're in their right to bench him. Like kind of everyone just did what they thought was best for them, which I understand. Someone said, "Well, keep that same energy when players are holding out for money." And like Zach, you know, I always take the player side when they're holding yeah. out for money. I'm like, yeah, this is a, a you know a sprint, not a marathon. You got to mm -hmm. try and secure the bag as much as you possibly can. Um, I I think the whole asking Russ part is getting blown out of proportion just a little bit because I don't think it changes the story at all. The Broncos could have done this without asking Russ, or they could have done it with asking Russ. Right. I to me it doesn't change it at all. Maybe I'm off there, but I just feel like would it may would it have made it better <clears throat> if Russ was just blindsided by all of this yesterday? Right. I don't think it would have made it worse either. I think it would have just been the same. And I, Todd, you know a lot better than I do, so you're a good person to ask for this. But things like this, obviously, to this magnitude, don't happen often. It's kind mm -hmm. of rare that it actually happened last year with Derek Carr and the Raiders. To this magnitude, where we're talking about tens of millions of dollars in your star starting quarterback, your franchise guy that's been with you for a while, this doesn't happen often. But doesn't business stuff like this happen all the time in the NFL? Um, yeah, business decisions. I just feel like it's like a cop-out from the team. 
Like, if you didn't like the language of the contract, don't sign the contract to to start the deal. You can't get to, like, two games left and, like, oh, we're going to cop out. We don't want him to get injured. Like, you sign the paperwork. So so let him play. So you think the Broncos should should play Russ? I think you should. I think that if this is the reason why they're benching him and not because they feel like they're just going a different direction and they want to see if Stenham can, you know, help the team next year, if it's the number one uh, basis of it is business and the contract, I think they should let him play. Do you think that is the number one, or do you believe Sean when he says, I desperately want to win, and Jared Stidham gives us that best chance? I think that it's, I personally think that it's more about uh, Russ is not going to be here next year. So they want to see in, in a real game, can Stidham be the starter? Can he be a backup? Like, what can he do for us going forward? And obviously, you know, the business goes with that, but I think it's more about Russ is not the guy. See, and I totally understand the finances being so important in this decision, but I do buy Sean saying that Stidham gives us the best chance to win, not necessarily because he's a better player, Mm -hmm. but because we saw time and time again, and you outlined (laughs) it on the inside scoop week in and week out, and no one's seen it more than Sean Payton himself. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson cannot operate Sean Payton's offense. And whether you think that Sean is in the wrong for not then changing the offense to be around Russ, Sean's done this for 15 years at an elite level. He's going to run his system. Again, you might say that's wrong, but no, that's what Sean had the idea coming in was we're going to run my system because it's been top five every single year in the NFL. So I do think that Sean thinks Jarrett Stidham can run this offense better than Russell Wilson. Uh, mm, mm, no, <laughs> no. Why wouldn't he have done it when they were in the playoff race if he thinks that they that he gives them a better chance to win? Because I mean, they won five straight. So, what do you say? They won five they straight. They were rolling. And if you, yeah, they were rolling. He wasn't going to bench him at that point. Uh-huh. And uh, Sean pointed to it on. Well, so Tuesday. then Sean Payton cost the Broncos the playoffs by not being willing to make the move for. The better quarterback. Well, I don't. In I, your opinion, I don't think you bench Russ when you're on a five-game win streak. I, I agree with that. Should, um, should he have benched him after the Texans loss? That's I think when he really wanted to. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's when the day after he came out and took shot after shot after shot at Russ. And and I don't know why he didn't make the move then. Maybe just because it would have been like, wait, you just lost one game after winning five straight. This is a pretty harsh move. But I absolutely think that he already knew exactly what the issue was. And I think, in all honesty, the reason the Broncos won five straight was because of the defense turning the ball over at an insane rate. And Sean even talked about that yesterday in a slight shot to Russ. He said, um, you know, we we went on a tear, and uh, then we started losing that when we didn't turn the ball over as much. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that the Jared Stidham gives the Broncos a better chance to win path is one that can only end in Sean Payton looking bad. Wait, explain. Best case scenario is Jared Sidham looks amazing and it's just like, okay, why did you wait so long? If you knew this in your heart of hearts, why did you wait so long? Mm. I don't think that's the case. I feel like we're getting... Now, let me just say this before, let me preface this. I think there is a like a 5% chance Jared Sidham goes on like a Lynn Sanity run here. Mm-hmm. Just has two amazing games. That being said, I think we're getting crazy about who Jared Stidham is. I don't think so. We saw him throw for 365 yards last year, three touchdowns, 67% completion, put up 34 points against the San Francisco 49ers defense. So now 
there's a reason that he was signed to a two-year, $10 million backup deal, not mm-hmm. a, a highly paid backup. But I think that Jared Stidham can go out and have two good games. Now, again, in terms of if he's the guy moving forward, that's a conversation that actually we should get into about what this means. After I tell you about our friends over at Bax and Shanker, if you think that you are owed some money, maybe like Russ does. Maybe he needs to smash the two, 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 two. Check out our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. Actually, you're the Broncos any... are trying to make sure he can't call Bacchus and Right, exactly, <laughs> 100%. They don't want Bacchus and Shanker going against them because all they do is win. And the Broncos worth billions of dollars. So is Bacchus and Shanker. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. So visit them at coloradolaw.net. If you're in any sort of accident, whether it's motorcycle, automobile, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, even if you're hurt at work, speaking to Russell Wilson right there, call the <laughs> Smash the Two. Check them out at coloradolaw.net. Bacchus and Shanker, 222-2222. And if you think that Jared Stidham is the way uh, and you want to see him live and in person, join us in Vegas for the Circa Broncos road trip. We're taking this show on the road. Join us for the, the last game of the season in Vegas, Broncos Raiders. And this is what is included in the package. You get 20% off a two-night stay at the Circa Resort and Casino, two tickets to the Winter Swim Concert, uh, two passes to Stadium Swim, the DMVR Tailgate Watch Party at Stadium Swim, one annual Die Hard membership package, one option to buy a game t- ticket, and we're all going to be there, so it's going to be a great time. So oh, head yeah. to the link in our description for more information. So is Jarrett Stidham the front runner to be the Denver Broncos starting quarterback in week one of 2024? No. No. But I don't think – I think he does give them a good opportunity this game, but I don't think he has to be amazing. I think he just has to be able to find open receivers at 10 to 12 yards and make – completions so the intermediate stuff that just has not been there yeah that us. hasn't been there i think the in the first half russ had like 50 yards passing and there was multiple opportunities for him to find other outlets for the ball i think that's all jared stidham has to do he has to get his ball the ball to uh the playmakers and just be crisp and clean and he doesn't have to be fantastic he's got to be a timing quarterback yeah and that's what sean wants yep yeah, he's also a career six touchdown to seven interceptions. <laughs> like, I just, like, uh, he's not, like, some great game manager or anything. He's kind of a gunslinger, um, which could be really fun these last two weeks. Uh, it also could be disastrous. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I I feel like we're building up Jared Sidham to be something he hasn't proven himself to be. He did have one really good game against the 49ers. Um, I can't remember if the 49ers starters were in that game. but They were. Two weeks left. Okay, okay. Uh, either way, uh, I don't think he is the front runner to be the Broncos starting quarterback next year. He's 27 years old. Um, he's a career backup. He has, uh, what, is he 1-3 as a starter? Or I'm not sure. Two? I think he might be 0-2 oh as He was 0-2 oh last year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... The following week, he put up 13 points, one touchdown, one interception, 61% completion, 200 yards. I think that Sean Payton can get the best out of Jared Stidham. Um, I don't think that the best out of Jared Stidham is starting day one quarterback uh, for an NFL team. I think he is Mm -hmm. the front runner because Mm. right now, what in, I'm not trying to build Jared Stidham up as like the franchise quarterback. I'm not trying to make him seem like a great quarterback, but he is the front runner because the Broncos are simply not going to have money to pay a free agent. So they can't go down the free agent route. Jarrett Stidham is well, that free agent guy. They could go down the free agent route, just not a high-priced free agent. Mm-hmm. Jarrett Stidham. 
It, it could be Jameis Winston, yep. I guess. Um, <laughs> but again, that's Please. like... <laughs> Pretty snow. <laughs> How about Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, he's retiring. Joe Flacco. Dang, Teddy's retiring. Keenum, I could go down the line, Todd. It's rough out there right now. <laughs> Give me uh, Jameis over any of those guys. But I agree with you, Todd. I don't want them to go down this route. Um, and they really can't go out and get a high-priced free agent. And I do think that Jared Stidham, among all the guys that are going to be available, probably the guy that Todd or that that um, that Sean would go with here. Um, so then you have the option of the draft. And I do think that's the route they're going to go. Yeah. But I just, in terms of front runner, I, if I could say like unnamed rookie, yeah, that's number one. Then Jared Stidham. But in terms of like putting a name to it, I think you got to go Jared Stidham is like the favorite right now. Mm. That's fine as long as you also acknowledge the fact that that means the Broncos aren't doing anything next year. Well, I think it's going to be a rookie. Okay. I think he's going to be a rookie, well, too. Then, yeah. They're going to have this quarterback competition to start the year, but I don't think it's really a competition. I think they're going to bring a rookie in and have him be the starter or at least prepare him to be the starter. Stroud started week one this year. Did Bryce Young start week one? He yeah. did. I think he did. Um, anyone else? I think that's it. Oh, okay. Anthony Richardson. Anthony yeah. Richardson started yep. week one. So yep. all of the rookies started week one yep. um, from the first round, right? Yep. There you go. And also, Sean's here for potentially a short time yep. he doesn't want to develop a guy and take four years to develop him he wants to get him on the field right away yeah and that's to me that's the heart this conversation is the hardest part about the whole rest situation is like i think the broncos were their hands are kind of tied to do it right now um because the money just keeps getting worse and worse the longer he's on the roster yeah but i do not think that that this move helps the Broncos win games next season. And the reason is, is because if the Broncos decide to take it all next year, $85 million in dead cap. It would be the largest dead cap by over double yep. that any team has ever had mm. for one player. They can uh, split it like 50-30 exactly. right? So, so they could do that if they wanted to spread it out over a couple of years. It would still be, both years would still be the largest dead cap in NFL history for a single player. And they'd have that back-to-back -back years. But that's why I think Sean Payton believes that Jared Stidham gives him a better chance to win. Because Sean Payton is saying that I would rather be killed by the cap than have Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. This isn't me saying it. That is what Sean Payton is saying with these actions. That is mm. how much Sean Payton does not like Russell Wilson. He would rather be obliterated by the worst cap implications <laughs> that any team has ever had than have Russell Wilson on his team. And that reality is wild. And what does Sean Payton think of the people that signed Russ to that deal? Mm. Well, okay, really quick. I just want to say, I think that Sean would rather have that cap hit than have Russell Wilson for his entire time in Denver. Because but those are the two options. The, well, the next two years. Yeah. Yes. Because then they can move on from him after with very little you, cap implication. In the third year or in the fourth year? In 2026, they could be free of him. So they would have him 2025. 2024, then, 2025. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two more years. Yeah, I mean, I think that Sean really doesn't want Russ to be his quarterback. No, But I don't think that that means that he thinks that uh, – I, I think the whole Jared Siddham thing is just he's the other guy. So then uh, what do you think for next year? I think that the Broncos are going to go down a totally different route next year. And do you think that – 
Sean believes that a rookie or a Jared Stidham or a Jameis Winston or whatever free agent, minimal price free agent, gives them a better chance? Um, because you're not building your team around yeah. this type of quarterback either because you are still yeah. going to be strapped with that 85 dead cap. I think that Sean Payton thought when he was going to get back into coaching, like, I'm doing this to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think when he, when he met with the Penners, he said, here's my plan. I'm going to try it out with Russ this year. I'm going to give him my best shot. I'm going to do what I can um, to take the plays in my offense that work for Russell Wilson and pare down the – uh, the playbook to those. If that doesn't work, we got to move on from him because of the, the whole cap situation, and then I'm going to go this way. And I think the, the Walton Penner group was like, that sounds great. That's a great plan. It feels like he really knows what he wants to do here. And I think Sean Payton got here, started working with Russell Wilson, and said there's no chance I'm winning a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. And, um, you know, then this, that's where we're at right now. And so he's going to go down a different road because he believes that gives him a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. Not necessarily because it makes him think they can win more next year, although knowing Sean Payton and knowing the way that he believes in himself, I he, think he probably thinks he that he does. can go on like a C.J. Stroud-type yeah. run with whatever quarterback he brings. Yeah, because I don't think he was asking too much of Russell Wilson, um, even in some of the plays that Russ wasn't putting together. I mean, it was one, one read concepts, one or two. Um, and for most of the time, it was there, and Russ wasn't finding it. Um and if you go back and watch film, there's plenty of plays, whether it's Cortland or Jerry on deep comebacks, where they're wide open. And Russ is just sitting there patting the ball, looking around, then he starts scrambling. And everybody thinks that the scrambling is magic, but sometimes when you don't hit the open receiver, it's more frustrating. Even if you complete a ball you know, 20 yards downfield, if something was open to start the play, it's more frustrating that you just didn't hit that, even though you ran around and got another, found somebody else for 20 yards. You're going to get yelled at in, in practice in the meeting rooms. Find the open guy now. Don't make your job harder on yourself. And so I think that's what he's not doing. And that's what I think that either a rookie or even Jared Stidham can sometimes do. If you can read defense as well and just find the open guy early, just hit him now, move on to the next play, and we'll keep the ball rolling. I think that's all Sean wants from his quarterback right now. Yeah, and we've, we've said it for a couple of months now on this show that the Broncos were running uh, an offense that a rookie could run. And so Sean thinks it can, he can take it from where it's been right now, just 26 touchdowns and yep. eight interceptions, to then have a very high ceiling on that because Sean thought he was capped out there. But what this also does, my expectations, maybe not for a rookie next year, but for two years from now, are through the roof because Sean just told us that 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions isn't good enough. So I expect... A whole lot. And the expectations are going to be very high for this next quarterback because of what Sean Payton is telling us. And then one more thing just, just off this offense and where it's at. Chris Sims today, our guy, tweeted, the mm -hmm. biggest thing that stands out on Broncos film. Sean Payton is famous for having about 9 million plays. He runs about nine plays with Russell Wilson. Very few checks at the line of scrimmage. Just didn't seem like he could trust Russ to run the offense at a level anywhere close to what he'd like. Yeah, and, th and that's kind of what I was talking about. I think Sean found a happy medium. He's not going to design the Russell Wilson offense. Yeah. Um, but he it, he was going to say, okay, here's the things that I have in my bag that I think wor will, wor will work well with you. Um, you can definitely make the case that the Broncos should have run more play action. I think they're 29th or 23rd in play action rate, which they were even worse last year. It's one of the Broncos' biggest mistakes of the Russell Wilson era that yeah. they didn't run more of it. At the same time, though, 
I've said this since week like three of last year. Teams just started crashing the edges so hard. So you couldn't get Russell Wilson on those big wide zone bootlegs uh-huh. because teams were like, we're not going to allow that to happen. That's the one thing that we don't want Russell Wilson to do going into the game. We're going to make him stand in the pocket. You see highlights like the one that's circling around last week where it's just like clean pocket, but he just feels uncomfortable. So he starts scrambling around. Teams took advantage of that. So a little bit of both. But I think Sean said, I'll do, I'll do what I think you do best that I do. Uh, and they had some success with it. But I do think that this is a Super Bowl type decision. For he sure. doesn't think he can get to the mountaintop with Russell Wilson as his quarterback. And that's what it's all about. I mean, I'm not playing. I'm not coaching to come in second place. No. Like I'm either going all the way or I'm not gonna do it. So I, I get it. I understand that uh, mindset. People could think I'm on Sean's side, but I'm accustomed to winning too. You know, if I have some players around me or some guys in the locker room who I feel like aren't getting it done or not going to be the recipe we need to win a Super Bowl or a championship or to be competitive, you know, I'm not calling the GM, but I'm going to make it known, like, you know, some things need to change. Yeah, and and I think that Russ showed this on display to ownership, and I think that there was at, there absolutely had to be this agreement when he was hired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a run with Sean this year, and I'm going to do it my way and see if it works. And I think that's what the first six games were when the Broncos went one and five. And we saw Russ throw for 300 yards in two of the first three games when uh, Sean was seeing if it could work, and then it just never did. And then I think in that five-game winning streak, one, the defense was incredible, and uh, Sean did start to cater to Russ a little more. And then I think when he started to go back to his offense and try to incorporate Russ more in his offense to see if it could work long-term, we saw the one-and-three stretch over these past four games. And then Sean was able to say to ownership, this isn't my guy, and you hired me to be the guy, so now we have to make this decision. Now ownership is going to end up paying Russell Wilson $126 million in cash to be here for less than two years. Is there any way that Russell Wilson is the quarterback of this team next year? Because we've just been kind of taking that for granted that he's not going to be. Answer that after I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery, where where is this bottle? This bottle on our set just Seriously, keeps getting who drank. Keeps drinking. Literally, gone. it's like every day there's a centimeter and an inch further gone, and no one knows who it is. Maybe it's the people that are here at night. The abs. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Especially, it's not the abs. It's I was, absolutely that. Or the Nuggets. Or the Nuggets. It could could be the Nuggets. <laughs> All the good stuff keeps going away, and that shows you that Breckenridge Distillery is the good stuff. And of course, I mean. For the Broncos, it's the best stuff because it's the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos, and they even got the Broncos on there. They've got multiple bourbons, and uh, I'm not the biggest bourbon fan, but I do like Breckenridge Distillery bourbon because it is, it's sweet, which makes yep. it really good. So check them out, Breckenridge Distillery. You can get it all 50 states. If you want to find out where to get Breckenridge Distillery, go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com. And... And <laughs> we've got some Hestra gloves. Ah, uh, yes, Hestra job gloves. These things are actually incredible. Um, they're so warm. They are so comfortable. They're um, durable. They've got just about everything you could want in a glove. Uh, and I actually, I guess, was sleeping on Hester Job gloves uh, because I busted them out at a uh, football game. And my buddies were like, damn, bro, I didn't know you had it like that. And I was like, what? Are you, what? They're like, those are like the nicest gloves you can buy. Um, so... You got to get some Hester job gloves, especially uh, whether you want them on the slopes 
or yeah. just for you know shoveling snow like they are the best gloves uh out there and and you can have them. yep yep so check them out okay todd any chance russ is back next year uh no i mean maybe if he takes a gigantic pay cut but i don't see him doing that. that's not smart Re- business really quick i just gotta let people know that you gotta use the code dnvr40 to get 40 percent off hester job gloves wow do you think Russ Bodie. would take a 40 percent heck no <laughs> no that wouldn't be smart for anybody so i'm gonna say no that he's not gonna be the quarterback here next year i just i think that your relationship with your coaches matter too much yeah. and i've had great relationships with coaches and i have bad relationship with coaches and i understand um how that makes the work dynamic yeah. and i just don't feel like it's going to be a good thing moving forward if Sean and Peyton were to work together, I mean, if Sean and Russ were to work together again. And I mean, it, that relationship's important, mm-hmm. massively important for an inside linebacker with his inside linebacker coach, an inside yeah. linebacker with his defensive coordinator, an inside linebacker with his head coach. That's just on multiplied by a thousand when it's the quarterback. For sure. And essentially the quarterback and quarterback coach and the quarterback and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and the head coach. Yep. That's what it is right there. So, Todd, I, I'm right there with you. And in fact, we. Sp- are starting to th- see things spiral already with uh, Russ made a public comment, I guess, on Twitter by saying uh, um, the future is in God's hands. I, be- I have it right here. Let no, me- he said, God's got me excited mm-hmm. for what's next. Boom. There we go. Um, yep. Looking forward to looking what's forward next. Looking forward to what's next. And uh, he's moving on. He's also liking some things on Twitter. First of all, I'm surprised by the tweet. Mm. Um, just because Russ always says the right thing and i feel like this is a little slip from that um as he's the backup quarterback for the broncos this week who still have a four percent chance of making the playoffs now again i totally get it from a human standpoint he's like all right cool like you guys are done with me i'm done with you let's move on but he's usually always like i'm gonna be do the best for my teammates and we still have a chance and i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to prepare jarrett to get you know to go out there and beat the chargers and so i'm a little bit surprised he's like all right see ya yeah deuces especially considering it feels like russ's representation or the nflpa or someone on his side fought for russ to not be inactivated and essentially just sent home right yeah 100 percent um but russ is pissed yeah he certainly uh, is we don't see a pissed russell wilson in terms of like not just on the football field ever this is the guy that is ultra pot. He is glass half full when it is completely empty. And uh, it's so funny that he's never mad that him just saying, I'm excited for what's next. is like, he's pissed. Like, he's also like, he's also like, he's over the top. He's also liking tweets about, you uh-huh. know, uh, he's outplaying Patrick Mahomes. Make this make sense. Uh, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, uh-huh. but it do- is a little bit of a stray from the rest that we've known. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so I asked the question earlier that I want to get into now. I think personally, this is just the first domino to fall. I think Sean is going to make some massive changes. Uh-huh. And uh, the person that I think we look to next is, is George <sighs> Payton. And what does this mean for him moving forward? I mean, he was, he's been a dead man walking since the second Sean Payton got hired. And a lot of people feel that way about Russ. I personally think Sean was willing to give it a the old college try with Russ. Mm-hmm. But Sean uh, George Payton, I think it was always, okay, well, next year I'm getting myself a new GM. See, I felt like that until the five-game win streak. Mm-hmm. And then I thought with Nick Benito, 
playing better, if Riley Moss is able to take a role, Marvin Mims, if he takes a step up in the Broncos' offense, and, and a lot of these guys that George Payton drafted, because that's pretty much the only thing good thing that he has as his drafts that he can point to, if those guys help the Broncos make the playoffs and they are 10-7, and seven, make the playoffs, then I could see George Payton being back and Sean Payton really just using George as like an information gatherer on the draft and free mm -hmm. agency, and then Sean's clearly the one making the calls. But now, especially with how much we know Sean Payton was very unhappy with Russ's contract, and now with the team not going to make the playoffs, he's gone. He's gone. And how pissed do you think Sean was at Russ's contract and having to go through this and now being embarrassed by it with these reports coming out? I don't think there's any way that maybe George is here through the draft. And then they make a change after. But I would be shocked to see George Payton back at the start of 2024. I think, ultimately, I think he may be gone. But it's also, I also think, like, he would be fully indebted to Sean to be here next year. <laughs> like, he knows he doesn't, I think, deserve his job now. It hasn't worked out well. But if Sean was to keep him, whatever Sean wanted goes like, like you said, he would gather information. Yeah. If Sean wanted a player gone, the player's gone. It almost would be like Sean's kind of like able to be the GM and the head coach and kind of has an assistant GM mm -hmm. in George Payton. So I think he'd be gone, but at the same time, like it could work out to where Sean has complete control because we know how Sean is. He likes to have control over every, over every aspect of the football operations that would just give him more control and not to have to bring somebody in that he would have to negotiate with or talk to or have to come to an understanding the understanding is there this is my ship and i call the shots i think you're totally right i just think sean payton's going to bring in someone who's going to do those exact same things that's just a closer friend of his. okay yep um, an assistant gm from the saints potentially yep what's what's his name uh, the assistant GM. Uh, well, then there was the guy he worked with all those years. Uh, Ireland. Is it Ireland? Right. Yep, yep. Yep. Jeff Ireland. Yep. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think you're totally right. I mean, uh -huh. Sean wants to run everything and he's going to. I think that when uh, the Walton Penner group hired him, they did so under the understanding that he's now the, you know, the, the head coach, yep. the offensive coordinator, the GM, yep. the head of scouting, like what he says goes. Um, and I just think it's a nice little like scapegoat for him to be like, oh, I didn't have my guy in here. Like, let me get my guy in here. Watch how good things are going to be. Um, and we, I mean, this is not new. Like we said this from the jump. We even said it about Russell Wilson. <clears throat> we said when the second that Sean Payton started talking about Russell Wilson and was completely non-committal about anything, it was very clear. Okay, well, he is not confident one that this is going to work out, and two doesn't hate the idea that at the end of the season if things don't go the way they wanted it to he can essentially without directly doing it say yeah well i didn't have my quarterback and that that's not my quarterback listen you know i never said that was my quarterback so uh i think that it'll work out the way that we kind of always thought it would sean's gonna have his quarterback his gm all the coaches that he wants uh the players that he wants and you, you kind of have to have some uh some blind faith that it's gonna work out yeah so it was funny because I feel like a lot of the uh, early reports was like Sean took this job because of Russ and he feels like he can turn Russ around and he's excited to work with Russ. But now maybe then that none of that was the case. It was more about the money. It was more about the ability to have command over the entire 
organization at some point and ultimately have his own ship. And it had nothing to do with Russell Wilson. There was an incredibly awkward uh, exchange on the Pat McAfee show (laughs) when Sean Payton was at the Super Bowl about exactly that. Because Sean Payton was asked pretty straight up, like, did you take this job because of Russ? Uh And he was essentially said no. Then they're like, okay, well, do you love Russ? And he didn't answer. They're like, okay, do you like Russ? And he's like, yeah, no, like he's a good player. I don't remember the exact tree. But it was very clear then and there that like Sean did not take the job because of Russ. And uh, I mean, he probably took the job because it was really, really good pay. Yeah. And Sean went out of his way to make it awkward yes. about how much. So was it Super Bowl week? I Super think? Bowl week. Uh, yeah. He and Russ got dinner, and it, there was a picture tweeted out of them at dinner together. And so it was the first time that we had seen those two together. And the next time Sean talked to the media, he was asked, how was dinner with uh, Russ, and how was it getting to, to meet him? And Sean said, Joe Montana was there too. Joe, uh, awesome to talk to a legend like Joe and chop up football. Oh, and Russ was there, yeah. But he it made it like, seem like they just happened to run into uh-huh. each other at dinner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think for a little bit, What Sean... was the other one with the Nuggets game? Oh, yeah. They sat next to each other at the Nuggets game. Yep. And they asked Sean, like, oh, like, did you, did, did you guys, like, go to the Nuggets game together? He's like, no, it's just a coincidence that our seats are next to each other. And those are the things where it'd be so easy. <laughs> For a coach just to be like, yeah, great time. Uh-huh. And uh, show some love toward yep. a starting quarterback. And now Sean gets to do that. With, with this next guy, I expect the starting quarterback to be treated a lot differently from an on the field mm-hmm. um, in terms of like maybe we don't see him absolutely chewing out a quarterback on the sideline multiple times that we saw to also off the field and how he acts. This is, like you said, Todd, this is the Sean Payton show yep. in every single way. And now we're really going to see that um, put put together this offseason, big time. Really quick, Matthew Johansson keeps asking in the, in the comments why the contract extension. The Broncos extended Russ before last season, not yeah. before this season. Uh, and as far as I'm under the impression is, that was, because remember, Russ had a no-trade clause. So he had to waive that to come to Denver. And it was agreed upon before he waived the no trade clause that you will be getting a contract extension. So, you know, the whole idea of the Broncos made this huge mistake by extending Russ before they ever saw him play a down isn't really the whole the point of this. The mistake was trading for Russ, uh, which I don't know if it very few people thought that was a mistake. Right. But extending Russ before he ever played a down was something that was agreed upon that they would have an extension in place before the season was agreed upon before Russ waived his no trade clause. Russ not agreeing to that. What? Russell's agent needs a a house in the Caymans or something. He probably has a a couple. He needs a big, big (laughs) gift from Russ. Well, he's probably going to get that with his what three percent at least. Yep. Yeah. Mark Rogers. You know who? uh, How many clients Mark Rogers has in the NFL? He only needs one. That's all he has. That's all he has. He's a baseball guy Uh. and uh, does things different in a way where he was able to get this. um, Did an incredible job for Russell Wilson. And there's one more thing that I want to point out with, with this whole thing. This is just Broncos fans should be thrilled with ownership because 
how many teams would be willing to pay a hundred and twenty dollars in cash? Million dollars. It, yeah, yeah. Thank you. A hundred and twenty <laughs> million. I'd probably be willing to pay hundred twenty dollars. Get him out of here. <laughs> hundred and twenty million dollars in cash. Um, up front, that's what they're having to pay Russ yeah. in less than two years in order to do what the head coach thinks is in the best interest of the team. I guarantee you there's a lot of teams that would say, no, well, first off, they wouldn't have hired Sean Payton because he yeah. would have been too expensive. And then they would have said, no, you're stuck with him because simply we don't have the cash or we don't want to spend that cash. So Broncos organization just continues to do everything that's asked of them, required, they go over the top. So like we said, when, when the Walton Penner group became the owners, they have an opportunity to do something that no other team can do with the money they have. And yeah. so far, they live, they, they've lived by that. And that's the most important thing with an organization is having the right owners and then just hoping they hire the right people. Todd, one of the big narratives out there right now is that this situation is going to hurt the Broncos' ability to sign free agents uh -huh. um, because it's a bad look. I'm just curious, do you think that that's true? Uh, no, I don't think anything was done, like, super egregiously wrong. So I don't feel like anybody would uh, not want to sign here because of it. There's other things that have been done in the past, uh, like bringing guys to training camp and cutting them right before the season starts, and then they can't find a home. And guys around the league kind of know that stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is very different, and I think it's uh, not going to be anything to deter anyone from signing here. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. And then there's two other things. One, Russ doesn't have a lot of friends in the league. Um, like, He's out here lone wolf in it. <laughs> not entirely, you know, and he has a couple guys who, you know, are in the locker room that really get along with him well. But um, it's not as if he's a super popular player in player circles. Aside from that, though, there's basically two reasons why players sign places. Reason number one. They're trying to win a Super Bowl, and this team is in that position. Uh -huh. Broncos already not there. Reason number two, this team is giving them the most money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are the two reasons why players sign. But am I, am I wrong? No, I think that's right. And then you can, like, add a little asterisk to, like, this state has no income tax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, this place has my friend or whatever. You exactly. Know, like Devontae Warm Adams brother. going to play with Derek Carr. Like, there's a couple. How did that work out? It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, there's a couple, you know, asterisks in there that you could put in there. But it's usually you're competing for a championship or they're giving you the most money. Yeah. And the Broncos succeeded a lot through free agency when they were competing for a championship yep. because you get players at a discount, you get the best players available who want to come play for you. And ever since then, because they're just having to overpay for guys who are good, not great, they've not had a lot of success in free agency. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, one 100%. Uh, and when free agents come here, they buy a home, and if that home needs a, a fix, they call Red Hawk Roofing. Our friends <laughs> over at Red Hawk Roofing have been part of the DNVR family for a long time. That means you can support or you can trust them, and that's huge because there's so many roofing companies out there, and Red Hawk Roofing has our stamp of approval. They also have quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time. They have Colorado's best estimators and contractors and a free no-obligation roof and property inspection and a free in-depth photo report for all their inspections. Winter's here. We already saw the snow earlier this week, so you don't want to wait any longer. Go check them out over at redhawkroofing.com and make sure to tell them that DNVR sent you. A shout out to our friends over at Spirit Hound. 
Spirit Hound is made right here in Lyons, Colorado. They are award-winning whiskey. They are the 2022 Whiskey of the Year at the London Spirits Competition. You can sniff out the finest ingredients available for their whiskey, gin, and vodka from all across the state. If you bring in juniper berries to their Lyons Distillery, uh, you get a free cocktail because that's what gin is made out of, correct? They're available in 40 states nationwide. They have a new tasting room in the Highlands, which is that... 3622 Tijon Street. Don't really habla uh, espanol un poquito. Uh, <laughs> yeah, impressive. Their whiskey, vodka, and gin can be purchased at stores across Colorado or order online to 40-plus states. Don't worry. You don't have to be a golden retriever to track down a bottle. Head over to spirithound.com for, their, for availability and details on how and where to buy. Really quick, want to give a shout-out to Clark who brought his family, they came in from out of town yesterday, going to the mountains, brought his family to the DNVR bar for lunch yesterday. They were watching our show when we were up Mm. here, and we got to meet them after. So thank you so much for the support, Clark. It was awesome to meet you. Uh, And he's going to be in Vegas, so we'll see you in Vegas. And we look forward to seeing a lot of you guys Someone named Clark going on a little uh, Christmas vacation? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay, before we get into the comment section, let's put a bow on this. And we'll get into the weeds a lot more about this and really break down teams. But what do you think Russell Wilson is doing week one? of next year. I don't know why I just have a feeling he's going to be the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. It's uh. a good guess. I like that. Go win a Super Bowl for for future's favorite team. Love it. Give it to me. Oh 10 out of 10. Oh Atlanta, all of Atlanta might be like territory you don't want to be in. So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm not. Maybe not. for the dungeon just cheering on Russ. Uh, he'll be a starting quarterback somewhere. I don't know where, but somebody's going to pick him up for very cheap. And they're going to see if they can make it work. Uh, he'll get another opportunity. And I wanted to have this question just be, what team is he going to play for? Ooh. But yesterday, Henry was making it seem off air because he wasn't on the show yesterday. And we're going to have him on tomorrow to get his take on this. But he was making it seem like Russ might just hang it up. Mm. So I was wondering if either of you had that feeling. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Russ is the ultimate competitor. I don't think this is what's going to happen. But in terms of drama... How about he goes back to Seattle? That's what I think. That would be nuts. I mean, that would be the ultimate, like, swallow your pride. But isn't he doing that right now in a big way? For sure. And then go to a place that knows how to win with him. Yep. That would be wild. And knows how to take care of you. You know Pete Carroll would be like, come on. Come on, prodigal son. (laughs) Didn't work out out there. I told you. Come on back. Let me me get you right. (sighs) Um, And they would have him for cheap. Yep. Um, he's, I think he's comfortable there. And when he was there, besides injuring his finger, he was having a pretty good year that year. Yeah. And so maybe they just have the recipe for him. I think they made Gino look good. Drew Locke is winning games. Yep. You never know. There's, <laughs> I can't see it. They took so many shots at him on they the did. way out. They did, yep. And now the Broncos are taking many shots. Yep. And it's, it's going to be a dirty divorce here. With, I think we're only seeing the start of it. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's a chance Russell Wilson talks to the media for the first time since the news came out today or tomorrow. There's also a chance he doesn't talk. And if he doesn't talk, well, either way, I think it's going to be really juicy. Mm. Man, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Part of me thinks, like, he's not talking. He, he already tweeted he's done with Denver. <laughs> uh, yeah. Isn't there a song? Wasn't there a John Elway song that he tweeted? Yes. But what was it? It wasn't done with it certainly wasn't. I don't think done it was a John Denver. Elway, maybe John Denver song. No, no, no. Uh, it John was, Elway <laughs> yeah, the tweeted a tweets. song by uh, Parker something. <laughs> yeah. Damn Denver. That's Damn what, Denver. Uh, <laughs> what about trading Russell Wilson for uh, Jair Alexander out in Packer land? Oh wait, what? Did huh? 
I'm That's asking you, would random. you guys do that? Like, Jair Alexander's already, like, in a doghouse. Of course, of, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, no disrespect, but Did you see the, Packers the Jair would never Alexander do that trade. drama uh -huh. this past week? I have, Did you yeah. see his video yesterday? No, I didn't. That was... Oh, my. So we got to show it to you right it. after. It's one it of the funniest nuts. things of the whole NFL season. It is wild. All right, I got to check it out. Okay. Well, so you heard what happened, right? Yeah. So he got... He just walked out to the cap to the captain's meeting at yep. midfield, even though he wasn't named a captain. And then the Packers suspended him for it, right? A game. Yeah, the Packers and a game that they have to win this week. Yeah. Packers suspended him a game, and then he was interviewed about it yesterday. And he couldn't be more incredulous over the whole thing. He has no idea what he did wrong, and is completely dumbfounded <laughs> why anyone is upset about anything that he did. And so, not only that, but he goes out in the captains' meeting. That's not really the issue the Packers had. The issue was he calls the heads or tails, uh -huh. and then he says he makes the decision on what they want to do with the ball, uh. and he says we want to play defense. And so uh, you're supposed to say we want to defer. Yes. Uh -huh. And that's how you play defense. So if the refs didn't really help him out, they could have said, uh, um, OK, so you're deciding to uh, receive right or yes. no kick right now. Uh -huh. So then that could have allowed the Panthers to receive to start the first half and receive, and receive. to start the second half as well. But the refs seemingly seem to be nice um, and helped him out and said, so you want to defer? And he's like, yeah, of course. Well, and it was on. It was also broadcast <laughs> yeah. over the stadium speakers because their mic was on. So he goes, we want to be, we want to, uh, be, be on defense. And they're like, do you mean defer? He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And like, <laughs> when he's talking about it on the press conference, he's like, I mean, it was obvious what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, but I think that's happened before. I've heard people say, yeah, we want, we want, we want to play defense. Everybody knows what you're talking about. We don't want them to get the ball twice. But, like. that's, but that's the people that the coaches send out there, not just a rogue guy going out there. Oh, and the reason man. he went out there is because he's from Charlotte. And he's like, well, I, I don't think LaFleur knew that I was from Charlotte. It was okay that I was out there. <laughs> it was awesome. It was. It was. No, Speaking of awesome, let's jump into the comments. Do we have any super chats you hear? We've got, oh, a lot coming in. First one from uh, the great one says, the situation was handled in a Raider-like way. Mm. And that's kind of the, the feeling that Alexis had yesterday. I got to say, um, you guys said Russ's agent needs a raise. Uh, also, his like PR team mm. uh, needs a raise. And I think, again, I'm not even necessarily taking the Bronco side in this. I'm just taking the side of, like, this is just normal. Well, everything that happened is pretty normal. Um, it's it's a unique situation because of how much money is involved, and it's because it's the quarterback. But I think when the Broncos went to Russ and said, y you can either get benched or waive your injury guarantees, the reason they went to him is because they knew that there's a chance that Russ would think it's the best thing for his reputation to remain on the field. Then, after the conversation that he had with his representation, they said, this is fine. We just have to make sure it is, it is very out there that you're not being benched because of your play. You're being benched because of the money. And they did an incredible job of getting right out there and making sure it's obvious to everyone, which I believe them, uh, that Russ was benched not because of his play, but because of the money. And so they're able to save face despite him getting benched. And they did an incredible job of making it look in the public eye like the Broncos handled this improperly, using words like threatened and things like that. And so everyone got very 
convinced yeah. uh, by Russ's right people away. that the Broncos did you know something dirty in this one. Really, I think it's more along the lines of Broncos being like, hey, this is what we're going to probably have to do unless you want to do that. And they probably didn't say it this way, but in their heads, they're thinking like, understand, we, we get it if you don't want to do that. So there's a couple of super chats that continue this conversation. So let's hit those and continue this conversation. Mile High Sign says, this is a Josh McDaniels move. I don't trust Sean Payton. And then Garth Knight comes in and says, uh, Stidham will be hurt on the third play of the game. Uh, and a Disney movie will follow. By the way, I think Sean did not coach in good faith in my opinion. I hope number three's dead money takes down Sean. Mm. Um, and uh, so then Sean tried to counteract what you're saying and what the Bronco and what Russell Wilson's camp is saying by saying, no, 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 we're not sending Russ home. He's not going to be inactive. He's going to be our backup quarterback. And he was pushed on that a lot yesterday. And Sean said, no, he is going to be a backup quarterback. And then he was asked, well, could that change by the end of the week? And he said, I don't want to do this press conference another time. He's mm-hmm. going to be our backup. I'm not fully convinced of that. I wouldn't be surprised by Friday or by Saturday or by game time if Russ is made inactive. But, I mean, he was pushed on it, and he said it's not going to be Ben DiNucci. It's going to be Russell Wilson. If they follow through with that, then that is the team showing with their actions as much as they can that, uh uh-uh, this isn't about finances because there is a chance that Stidham gets hurt. And if you only have one backup quarterback, and that's Russell Wilson, he's out there on the field, Mm -hmm. it's a little... A lot more difficult to say this is purely about finances. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> do you think Russ is going to be the backup or do you think he's going to be inactive? Um, mm, I can really like sense that Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter tweet. It's like, <laughs> after discussions between the Broncos and Russ Wilson's representations, both, th- both sides decided it's best for... The teams to part ways now, like something along those lines. Clip this at the 59-minute mark yeah. because I think it's probably going to happen. Uh, but I also think Sean's stubborn enough to just be like, nope, yeah, you're yeah. playing. Or you're, you're so suiting too. up. <laughs> I think he'll suit up. And I just think if they could have made him inactive right now. Yeah. Like, we can think what they want, but if they made the move for money, then so what? They made the move for money. I don't right. think it makes, I don't think it makes them uh, bad people now. Right. I don't think it gives them such a good light that they made it just for to see what Sidham is worth. Like, they don't have to hide their cars for whatever reason they made the decision. The decision is made. I don't think it makes them look bad either way. The real question is, and the real test of this, even if Russ suits up, is what happens if Jared Sidham, you know, gets sacked and, you know, his helmet hits the ground and the independent, whatever they call them, um, says hey he needs to get checked so he's got to come out for a couple plays you know my goodness i'm not i I hope this doesn't happen running the ball but are they going to put russ put him in they're going to put russ in and run the ball and then what if he gets ruled out they're going to run the ball every play every time (laughs) (laughs) you're taking no sacks no pass drops run the ball wouldn't it be incredible though russ makes a check at the offensive line (laughs) and then what sean would do when he comes off the field oh my goodness and here's here's the kicker too they can't elevate Ben DiNucci for a third game. They'd have to bring him to the 53-man roster. So it would be very obvious that's coming. They can't just elevate him because they've already done it three times. Mm. So it's either going to be Russ is inactive or Russ is the only backup quarterback on the roster. They could go with, like, whoever this year's Kendall Hinton is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would be incredible. I do feel like the Broncos are setting themselves up for the worst-case scenario by... Putting Russ in uniform. That would be 
the best case scenario for us. All the drama in the world mm -hmm. coming our way. Imagine that happens. Russ leads the Broncos to a win. Chiefs lose. Broncos have to start Russell Wilson <laughs> against the Raiders next week in what could be a division championship game. Yep, yep. And I believe the Ra the Chiefs play at the same time, so we won't know. Like, that will be going into that game, that important of a game. Then Broncos win, win the AFC West. <laughs> <laughs> they so got to decide if they're going to start Russell Wilson <laughs> or Jared Stidham in the playoffs. Oh I so hope that's what this is setting up for. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Brandon comes in and says, is Sean Payton's offense really elite without a Peyton Manning or a Drew Brees operating it? Disappointed in the decision to simplify instead of replicate Seattle's offense. Feels personal. Our future is unclear again. I think it's still elite. Uh, you just need a quarterback that can execute it. Uh, you look at San Francisco. They don't need a top-notch quarterback. They need a Brock Purdy who can do what the offensive coordinator is telling him to do, and that's all I want you to do. And we have the players to get the ball to. Uh, I don't think it's – I think it's still elite. They just need a guy that's going to do exactly what Sean says, how Sean wants it, and it'll look good. Yeah, and a way to, to point is what Teddy did. Yep. When Drew got hurt, Drew Brees got hurt, Teddy comes in 5-0. and and uh, that was a guy that Sean clearly thought could operate his system, yeah. where he does not think the same of Russ. Rick comes in and says, has anyone brought up the conspiracy theory that Sean Payton and Tom Brady were supposed to meet up in Miami <laughs> two years ago, and that now they can put that plan in place next year for the Broncos? Oh! Is this two, two years that Brady's been out of the league? Yeah, uh, one. Just one? This is, this is just the year. first year? Yeah. All right, longer. it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> How incredible would that be? And do you think Tom's going to be begging for $50 million? Well, it's funny that this has come up on two different shows in two totally different ways. But I was saying, like, there's a slight chance that Tom Brady wants to join Coach Prime's uh, coaching staff <laughs> yesterday. And I was just like, what if he's just bored? Mm. Like, he's now single uh and you know he's retired. Quotes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his dating life. He's not married. Uh -oh. But he, he's, you know, he's retired. He's, he doesn't have a wife. He's got the kids around. Uh, he's probably just like, man, I'm bored. I just want to go do something. Maybe that's play quarterback for the Broncos. Maybe it's be the uh, oh, assistant quarterback's coach for the Buffs. Why not both? Dang. Why not both? <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew rounds us out and says, Russ wanted Sean. Be careful. What you wish for, ain't that the truth? Man. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, what Russ thought was going to be great turned out to be an absolute nightmare. This show was anything but a nightmare. Loved rolling with you, too. Uh, and we're going to be back tomorrow. A little special Friday pod to preview. Uh, the Broncos still have a shot to make the playoffs. We're going to break down everything that needs to go right. And we're going to say if it happens. So if you want to know the Broncos' path to the playoffs, tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. See ya. Flying cotton